This is episode number 48, and today we are recapping week number 7 of the Practical Christian Podcast. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of Practical Christian Training. Hey guys, welcome to another Saturday here on the Practical Christian Podcast where we recap all this week's episodes. So if you missed some, you can get caught up very quickly and figure out which ones you want to go back and listen to more in depth. As well, if you heard something and wanted to put something into practice and it just slipped your mind and you forgot about it, this is your reminder. Now, on Sunday, episode number 42, we talked about live streaming our church services, when they're good, when they're bad, when they can be helpful, and when they can actually harm our spirituality. And live streaming is great. I have live streamed before when I'm not feeling well, when I'm out of town. It's a great way to stay connected to what's going on in my home church. However, I've noticed that it's very easy once you start down the path of live streaming that it becomes uh, it becomes easier to come up with excuses of why you can't be at church that, you know, maybe it is something that you can push through where you're not contagious and you really can go and give to your brothers and sisters in the fellowship, but you just don't feel like it or you just feel, uh, you know, selfish with your time that you want to sleep in and not go through the efforts of waking up and getting dressed on time to go to church. Uh, and so you just stay home instead. And, the reason that that's why, why that's negative is because church is about so much more than just the sermon. It's about so much more than just learning what the preacher has to say. That when you are not there, people miss out. Because God wants to use you to make a positive impact in the lives of both your brothers and sisters that are there and also people that are visiting that are trying to grow in their faith. That God wants to use you. But he can't use you if you're not present. So use live streaming sparingly only when necessary and don't get in the habit of doing it on a weekly basis. And if you are just looking for a church and don't have a home church yet, don't let live streaming keep you from going out and investing and trying to find one. All right. In on Monday, we kicked off a four part series, uh, which I affectionately called Rookie Mistakes, things that I don't want you to have to uh, figure out on your own. These are things that I did as a young Christian and, you know, hopefully you've been able to learn from the mistakes I made so you can avoid having to deal with those consequences. Now, the first one we talked about was that I used to look down on other Christians that I would kind of, uh, size them up and, you know, compare myself spiritually to other people. And what I really had to do was humble myself in my relationships to, to see people uh, the way that Jesus does, and to have the same mindset that Jesus did. That even though he had all of the authority and the capability in the world of using his divine nature to his own advantage, he didn't. He chose deliberately to be a servant to people. And so I needed that mindset. I needed to have the mindset of a servant in my interactions with people instead of being self-serving and trying to figure out, am I greater than them? And uh, really just feeding my pride. Then, uh, in episode number 44, talked about why God is not an ATM. He is not a spiritual ATM. 
And we've all been there, right? Where we, we think we know what God should do or what God would want. And we ask for something, fully expecting him to do it. And then when he says no, we have a problem. We have an issue with God saying no to something that we're convinced he should say yes to. And that is not how God works. That is not what is even the most important thing to God. That while God does want to bless you and he does want to answer your prayers, he is much more concerned with how you grow as a person and how you grow in your character. And so he will utilize the difficult situations that you are praying specifically for answers for to help you become the person he knows you can become, to help you grow in your faith and your reliance on him and grow closer to Jesus. And so it's not good to have the mindset that anything I ask God for, he should give it to me. And if he doesn't, then he's doing something wrong. Now, in episode number 45, I got a little vulnerable and talked about how, you know, I was putting too much emphasis on my spiritual accomplishments, my works, the things I was doing as a reflection of my identity as a Christian. And the reason that was not great is because it really came from a deep-seated fear that if I wasn't good enough, God would just kick me out of the family. You know, that it'd be like a scene from The Godfather where I didn't uh, fulfill a mission exactly the way he wanted to, and he just gave me some concrete shoes to, to put on and, and took me out to the middle of the lake and dropped me off. You know, that that's not, that's not how God feels about us, that we are adopted into his family. We're not working for God. We are his sons and daughters. And you don't kick someone out of your family just because they have a bad day. It's not about how good you are, and it's not even about your, it's not about your performance, that your standing with God does not depend on your performance. And that was a lesson I had to really wrestle with in order to have a healthy spirituality. And then in episode 46, I talked about how I used to be really self-serving in my relationships, that if it was someone that I naturally got along with, then it'd be no problem. I'd spend time with them. Or if it was someone that I was specifically investing in, in like a mentoring relationship or studying the Bible with someone helped them become a Christian, then, you know, those were the relationships I spent time with. But if it was someone uh, in my church, in my ministry that I didn't get along well with, and I didn't have necessarily a specific reason to talk to them, then I would actually avoid them. I would avoid spending time with them. and I would avoid uh, having conversations with them because it was, it felt like work. It was, it required effort to invest in that relationship. But really, what I was doing was showing favoritism. I was spent. I was specifically uh, thinking about how to not spend time with this person, depriving them of the encouragement and the fellowship that they deserved. That that I owe them as my brother and sister. And really, what it came down to is I needed to deny myself. I needed to <laughs> deny myself of what was comfortable and put in the effort to do what God was calling me to do as uh, as a follower of Jesus. And ironically, once I started to do that, some of my best relationships were people that I didn't get along with naturally, were people that, uh, you know, took effort. And they t- it took effort for them in return. Turns out I'm not the easiest person to get along with with everybody. But those have been some really incredible relationships. But I had to get over that. I had to stop showing favoritism and start investing in people uh, regardless of whether they could offer me anything in return. And then yesterday, to cap off our week, we did a Fan Friday, which are personally my favorite. And Joe asked me a question. He said, what is the Trinity? And how do you explain the Trinity to someone who is not a believer? And I think I gave it a pretty good shot, a pretty good explanation. Uh, Essentially, the Trinity uh, refers to God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. 
and how they are all one and they are also all separate at the same time, that they are all divine, that they are all God, and that we don't have three gods that we worship. It's, we worship one God, but they are also interconnected and have different roles in our individual persons. And we gave some examples, that some metaphors to help you explain it or to understand better the nuance of the Trinity. But really, at the end of the day, this isn't this isn't like a critical thing that you have to have right. This is one of those things where it's not super clear in the Bible. There's no clear doctrine in the Bible other than acknowledging the presence of the Trinity. And so it's something we get to, to think about, to talk about, and engage with one another on. But it's not a, uh, a salvation issue. And so, you know, the metaphors we talked about, use them as they are useful. And if they're not useful, well, then, you know, that's that's fine too, but just trying to trying to help out, and hopefully, Joe, that was uh, an answer to your question, and anyone else who was wondering, how would I explain the Trinity to someone who doesn't necessarily have a Christian background? Well, that is it for this week on the Practical Christian Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe to get daily practical tips just like this one, or all six of these. Leave a review to tell me what you think, and head on over to the Facebook group to let me know what you want to hear in future episodes. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I will talk to you tomorrow.